Good afternoon, traders. How y'all doing today? Sorry, I'm adjusting my microphone. Got a new mic. Still trying to get it all set up. Can you hear me okay? Let me know if you have any issues hearing me. Um, happy Thursday. That's right. Happy Thursday. Hope you're having a fantastic Thursday. Quick reminder before we get started. Um, today is the last trading day of the week. And Monday is a holiday, so there will be no trading. So enjoy a nice long weekend away from me. Sebastian, good to see you. Glad you're here. Glad you're here. Um, let's, let's have a chat. I noticed that if we close in this area, this is a new all-time high close for the SPY. And remember, I've been telling y'all over and over and over and over, don't bet against the market, right? Because even when you see a giant sell-off like this, right? I think it was down over 2% at one point. Yeah. The market can continue to be irrational much longer than you can stay solvent. So I would not ever get in the way of this. Now, this is going to make the fourth time, fifth time. Hang on. Let's see how many times we visited the 20 period, the 20 EMA. One. Two. Three. Where's my four? We've had four bounces on the 20 EMA. That's awesome. I mean, if you're bullish this market, that's what you want to see. You want to see that strength. But I had a thought while I was on the way back from the gym earlier. Um, I have to go get my swole on every single day. It can't, no day can go by without getting my swole on. I had a thought on the way home from the gym, and it was if. If somebody were long this market, blindly long this market, they have had four warning signs right now, right? Four times have they gotten a warning. Hey, now might be the time to consider pulling some risk out of the market. I mean, we've gone basically vertical since October. We're up 22% in 74 days. That's quite a lot. And that's why I keep saying, don't bet against the market, right? Always trade with the trend. And, and if the trend is going up, let the trend be up. That's okay. But as you know, I have not been trading since January 8th. Had I been trading, I would have been stopped out probably a few times by now and gotten really frustrated, right? Because this is a weak, bullish trend. Weak, bullish trend, meaning it could be a lot stronger if the market breadth were pushing it higher. I mean, if the market breadth were pushing it higher, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine how much higher it would be. But as the market breadth has fallen off since the end of December, market breadth has been falling down. This trend, in my opinion, is a very weak, bullish trend. Now, of course, I'm putting my money where my mouth is. I'm losing out on gains right now, if you want to think of it that way. But we did get a sell signal yesterday on the queues. In fact, let me throw a circle on there. We did get a sell signal from Outlier on the queues yesterday, right? So if you were looking to get out of a position in the NASDAQ, now may be the time. Victor, good to see you. Good afternoon. Donna, good afternoon. Glad you're here. So anyway, let's jump into our market analysis. Last one of the week. 
All right. Welcome to the Outlier Trading Room. This is how to trade only 10 minutes a day and exactly how to take the guesswork out of trading. Now, this is my style of trading using Outlier, and I am a partner with Outlier, and this is the way that I use it. But there are also opportunities every single day with Outlier, which is one of the coolest things about it, right? Let's go over the watch list. I saw that we're we're about 50-50 as far as how many stocks are showing on the bull list and on the bear list, right? 778 versus 772. That's almost a perfect split right there. Um, just curious. Oh, there's the Q sell signal right there. In fact, let's jump into the Qs real quick. So a uh, conversation I had with Mark and Mahesh on Wednesday, 124.75% returns following these signals. Um, they were talking about how they really like the max view. They said of everything they do, the max view is their most favorite. And I was like, why? And they're like, you want to find the real highs and real lows of the oscillator, right? The blue line is the price trajectory oscillator. And you can see right here, this uh, sell signal is at a relative high. If you look at all the previous sell signals in the past, right, we got one where it was way down here. We got a sell signal when it was down here. What they were telling me is what you want to do is you want to look at the oscillator and say, okay, does it have a relative high or a relative low, right? This is COVID over here. And they were like, that buy signal right there, probably the best buy signal we ever had because it had bottomed out so hard and then the oscillator had turned back up. Now, this sell signal is coming through because we're in extreme greed category here and uh, the oscillator is starting to turn and starting to head down. So I just thought that was interesting. I want to share that with you guys as well. Now, with my style of trading, it always starts with the market. I, I work from a top-down approach. And what I want to see is I want to see the market trend and the market breadth both moving in the same direction. Because when you do, that's a very strong trend, right? And it just makes trading so much easier. You can sit on the sidelines when they don't align because the confluence of signals is just not there. So we do have the 10 over the 20, price over the 50 on the S&P 500. Don't bet against this trend right now. And the MMFI, the market breadth right here, has a nice comeback today, but still it's trending down, right? One day does not make a trend. You can see the 10 under the 20, price under the 50. This is a bearish trend to me, while this is a bullish trend for me. I mean, it's clearly bullish, right? And one thing that I like to uh, remember is going back... Um, I used to follow a certain network. If you followed along, you'll know who I'm talking about. But I used to follow a certain network and they would tell you night and day, hey, listen, if the market's going up, you sell calls against this. If the I'm I'm not joking. This is how I lost my account the first time. And the second time. Well, no, mostly the second time, not the first. The first time I just went balls deep with uh uh a really poor strategy for the election in 2016. And uh, man, did I mess up on that one. Uh, the second time was uh, being a, a contrarian trader. Oh, oh, contrarian trader just makes my skin crawl at this point when I hear that term. They would tell you, hey, listen, when the market's going up, you have to sell calls against it. You have to. 
because the market is efficient. We talked about this yesterday. And an efficient market can't do this. An efficient market can't just go straight up, right? Of course not. An efficient market has to be contained within one standard deviation, right? Let's say it's about like that. An efficient market has to has to move in here. So the more calls you sell, the more money you're going to make. And we know that that's not the case, right? That style of trading is not real, right? Selling calls when the market's going up is probably the fastest way to the poorhouse, at least that I found. Or selling iron condors, which is how I did it. Selling iron condors, right? Boxing in the trade. Why are you boxing in the trade? Let the trade go as far and wide as it can. Get the hell out of its way and get behind it. Don't try and box it in. That's that's asinine. So whenever I see a dis uh, a disagreement between these two, I stay out of the way. I make it a transition day. I'm not on the market because I'm waiting for valid market setups. How long do I wait? I wait as long as it takes, right? I wait as long as it takes. But that doesn't mean that I'm just going to sit on the sidelines, right? It doesn't mean that I'm just going to not do anything, right? I'm not putting my money at risk because I don't trust the fact that market breadth is moving down while market trend is moving up. If they were in congruence, if they were moving the same direction, that's a way easier trend. That is a strong, strong trend. But I'm not putting my money at risk, right? There's enough risk in the market right now. Why put your money at extra risk? When you have two disagreements within the um, within just the market itself. So I'm not going to be trading it today, but I am looking forward to next Monday. Mahesh said that I should have access to Outlier 2.0 inside of the dev platform. And um, I am definitely going to be uh, sharing that as much as I can with you guys. Uh, so since I'm not trading anything, let's go over a few uh, different stocks on here. Let's go over CVS. I actually went to CVS this morning. And Brigham Ye uh, Bristol Myers Squibb, that's what it is. And then let's take a look at PSX. That's uh Conoco Philip. No. PSX. What is PSX? Philip 66. That's what I meant. Oh, and Zillow. Okay. We're gonna look at Zillow. <clears throat> Uh, on the economic front, I did see some data that mortgage originations are now at their lowest point in the last 30 years. And if you are a motivated seller, now is the time where you're going to start cutting prices. This is what Jerome Powell wanted all along. He wanted it to get so unaffordable because of interest rates that the only way to find buyers is by lowering prices because they can't change their financing, right? So while maybe they could have afforded your mortgage at three and a half percent at five hundred thousand, now they can't afford your mortgage at six and a half percent at nine hundred thousand, right? So that is the idea behind raising rates. Um, so talking about Zillow here, got a sell signal today, and gonna look twenty eight point sixteen percent returns historically. Oh, I already closed my trends pattern. Give me one second. I'll open that back up. If you take, if you had taken the last trade, January twenty sixth to February fifteenth. Hello. 
January 26 to February 15th. Oh, you made a little money on it. About 2%. It looks like I did this on a previous trade. Let's see that one. Oh, yeah, from November 6th to December 28th. That was a big win right there. 59%. Right. So that's two winners in a row. That doesn't mean every trade is going to be a winner or that every trade is going to be a big winner like this. Uh, but the objective here is to maximize your returns and minimize your losses. Sebastian says, same here. Prices for houses are going down while rents are still going up. Interesting. All right, let's look at CVS. All right. Uh, oh, we got a buy signal today. All right, so let's check out the last buy signal. November 27th. And sell signal January 16th. Close to close. 12% in 33 days. That's not so bad. Nice setup right there. 20% uh, historical returns. All right. Let's look at Bristol Myers Squibb. Buy signal today. Uh, oh, negative 53.63%. So if I were looking to trade this, I would skip it, right? I would skip it. Just like backtesting, right? And it's just as easy as it comes right there on your screen. All right, sell signal today. Buy a signal on PSX January 30th. Oh, we talked about this one right before their uh, earnings. And so what I showcased here these arrows was the expected move from earnings, right? Looks like it was about a $6 expected move. And look at that. It moved roughly about that much since earnings. Pretty cool when that works out, right? January 30th, selling today. A decent winner right there. About 3%. Oh, that's right. We talked about it right before earnings. And you can see that it uh, made that during that time. Um, and yeah, you can see here how it's going from like lower amount of greed to extreme greed. So I would definitely get out of the way of that. Uh, so that's going to cover everything for today. I don't have any trades to put on today. And I don't know when I'm going to have trades to put on. But I'm okay with that. Because I know when the market presents opportunities that I am comfortable with taking the risk of, I'll be right there. And that's why I show up every day, right? You don't know when the day is going to show up, when it just starts to click and everything's there and your strategy is ready to roll. I saw some stat that says not every strategy works every day, right? Because my strategy has me in cash a lot of the time. But 40% of the time is when most strategies are just clicking and working. Um, and I can sit out just like you can holding cash until those opportunities come right to us. Let's go to our final thoughts. Okay, final, final thoughts of the week. Don't forget we are out tomorrow and on Monday, and I'll see you back here on Tuesday. Most traders are risk averse to gains and risk takers when it comes to losses. This explains why people are quick to take profits, but let their losses run. And they do this because they want to be right. You have to do the opposite in trading. Cut your losses and let your profits run. Now, this is a cliche, right? Uh, cut your losers short and let your winners run. 
I heard a great analogy, and it was um, cut your losers short and let your winners run wildly out of control. I don't remember where I heard that from, but I love that phrase. But this is so true, and it's so cliche, but this is one of the hardest things to do, right? You can, you and I can talk about that, right? Where we can say, oh, cut your losses short, let your winners run, easy peasy. This is so incredibly hard. Because whenever you take the loss, whenever you click the button to sell and admit I was wrong, there's a huge demoralizing aspect to it. It's like, why? Why did I have to be wrong on this trade? And a lot of people get their ego tied up into it and they want to be right rather than making money. There has to be a, a divorce between your feelings Hey, Brian, good to see you. Yeah, be wrong and learn from it. There has to be a divorce between your feelings and the outcomes. And that's difficult. That's why most people suck at trading. I'll never forget what Mark Minervini, he said, Chris, this is why your trades suck. Most people suck at trading. Because they have the feeling they have to be right. And when they're not right, they decide, I'm just going to hold this until I am right. And they take what would have been a two, three, five day trade and turn it into a two, three, five year investment before they get their money back. I'll show you a perfect example. Meta. Meta is killing it lately. Absolutely killing it. Look at this. Like it's been on the world's greatest roller coaster, right? From this huge, huge run down to this giant run back up. And it seems like half the time and even higher. The people who bought here could have gotten out, right? Let's say you bought it at 380, 380, and it started to go down and it broke through whatever moving average you were following. Let's say it's the 10 period. You could have got out with three, four dollar loss and then moved on with your life and put in all kinds of different trades and made all kinds of more money between September of 2021 and January of 2024, right? That's over two years, two and a half years where the people who bought here were just sitting on cash, uh, not, not on cash, they were sitting on a stock that had gone down 76%. And you know that they were thinking, oh, I, I, if I just hold it a little bit longer, it'll come back, right? There was no point in that time where there was any sort of guarantee that it would come back. Now, did it come back? Absolutely. But let's look at the other end of the spectrum. Let's look at AMC. Same story. There are people who bought at this split adjusted high who are still holding on to it years later. It's down from its high to now 97%. But there's people who are still holding it right now. Because they want to be right. They don't care how much they've lost. They want to be right. And I don't want that for you. You've got to divorce yourself from the outcome and move on. Right? Because even if you are right, like with Meta, even if you are eventually right, you had two and a half years where you didn't do a damn thing with that money. You had two and a half years where that money was sitting there rotting. You had two and a half years where you could have done something, but instead you chose to sit there and wait.
there's a huge opportunity cost, not just a financial cost, whenever you're waiting instead of just taking your losses and moving on to the next trade. Thank you all so much for coming to today's Outlier Trading Room. Um, one last reminder, no trading room tomorrow. I will be back on Tuesday. Mahesh said, you're giving AMC holders hope. No, I'm not. <laughs> Ryan, I'm sure you've heard me say this, but I was actually on TV. I was on Yahoo Finance and a couple other places during all that um, AMC debacle. I managed to double my money. I got in and got out a couple days later because it fit my risk profile at the time. And um, I remember being on TV and being like, this is one of the best times I've ever traded. This is so much fun, right? That was during peak. Everybody had their stimulus check, check and was playing uh, playing in the market. That was so much fun to trade. Uh, but for those people who are still holding on to it, it's not so much fun for them. <laughs> there is no hope. <laughs> I don't know. There could be one day, but I don't give any hope. Uh, I'm out tomorrow. I'm out Monday. I'll see you right back here on Tuesday. Mahesh is giving me uh, Outlier 2.0 access on Monday. Um, I may jump on live Monday night or early Tuesday morning just to play around with it. And uh, I'll let you know in the Discord if I do. Have a fantastic weekend. Have a great long weekend. See you back here on Tuesday. Talk soon.